And that belief in Allah is in the wa'ala is a belief that is based upon aim. Because without aim, without knowledge, how can you believe in something in which you are ignorant about it? How can you believe in something in which you don't have no knowledge as relates to it? In order to believe properly, then we have to have aim. We have to have aim. We have to have knowledge. So from the first characteristic that is needed for success, it is knowledge. We have to be of those who have ilm, who they know properly the meaning of la ilaha illallah. Those who they know what is pointed to by la ilaha illallah. Those who establish la ilaha illallah. If we want to be successful, then this is a must. Undoubtedly, there is no other route. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, Except for those who believe and they work righteous good deeds. They work righteous good deeds. Because knowledge without action, then it will equate to loss and misery for its owner, for its companion. An individual, he has to apply what he knows if they want to benefit from what they know. They have to apply their ilm if they want to benefit from it. They have to put it into action. Because without the action, then the ilm will not benefit you. Like the knowledge that you have that you need to drink. The knowledge that you have that you are thirsty. If you do not act and bring forth an action so as to walk over to the vessel of water and to put it to your mouth and to drink from it, how does your knowledge of knowing that you're thirsty, knowing that you need to drink, knowing where the water is benefit you if you don't get up and go to the water and drink it? So we have to apply the ilm if we want to benefit from it. So Allah he tells us, except for those who believe, and that belief is based upon it, and they work righteous good deeds. And they invite others to the truth. They are not stingy. The deen does not require us or encourage us or advocate to us to be stingy. But we have to invite others to the truth. We have to invite others to that path of success. We have to invite others to that which will benefit them. So it is incumbent and it is a must that we share what we know and what we are acting upon and we share it with the people. But to also the soul. And they are patient. And they encourage with patience. Because each and every one of these stages requires patience. Patient when acquiring the knowledge. Patient in implementing the knowledge. Patient in calling to the knowledge. We have to be patient on everything in our life requires from us patience. Patient upon the obedience. Sabr and the ta'atillah. Patient upon the obedience of Allah. Being patient and staying away from the sin and the transgression. Sabr and patience upon that calamity or those calamities which come to us. If we want to truly and in fact be successful, then we have to cling to the likes of this. We have to implement this inside of our lives if we want to be able to weather any storm, if we want to be able to deal with the fitting, with the trials and the tribulations that come, if we want to be able to make it out successful from this time of tribulation that we live in, if we want to be able to escape those trials, those tribulations, then we have to be firm upon this. We have to implement this. We have to... Be upon this. Call our families to this. Strive and help one another and cooperate upon good to establish this. If we want to be, make it, if we want to make it through these trials and these tribulations, it is incumbent that we implement the likes of this.
We live in a time where the roads of evil have multiplied. The avenues that lead to destruction are many. Everywhere you look, there's another way to be destroyed. So it is incumbent that we hold on very strongly in this time as we have the waves and the cause of propaganda that are calling us to abandon our religion. They're calling us to abandon our aqidah. They're calling us to abandon our minahaj. They're calling us to abandon that which will give us success. And they want us to replace it with that which will result in our destruction. So it is incumbent and it is a must that we hold on and that we be strong in these times. The Prophet وسلم, explained to us that there will come to us a time where holding on to the deen will be hard. The Prophet وسلم, said, That there will come upon mankind a time where holding on to their religion in that time will be like holding on to a hot coal. Holding on to a hot coal. The Ramadi explained that the coal is so hot that the heat that emanates from it is enough to repel a person and to keep them away. But we are called to hold on to it. Holding on to the deen will be hard like holding on to that hot coal. The Prophet ﷺ explained to us that those who stick to the truth and cling to the truth, that it will come a time where they will be the gross minority. So it is not sufficient that we just go with what this one and that one does. It is not sufficient that we just roll with what the majority does. But our criteria should be the truth, that we cling on to the truth. The Prophet said, will break, split, and divide into 73 different sects. All of them in the hellfire except for one. And it was said, which is this group or messenger of Allah that will be successful? Which is this sect that will be successful? To which the Prophet when I and my companions are upon today. If we want to be successful, then we have to cling to that which the Prophet and his companions were upon. We have to believe as they believe. We have to have our methodology as was their methodology. This is the only route. There is no other route. There is no alternative. We have to be upon that which the Prophet and his companions were upon from Aqidah, from Minhaj, from Ibadah, from Suluk, from our creed, from our methodology, from our worship, that we worship with acts of worship in which they had done. Not that we worship to the same extent, no, no way. They are better than us. 
The Prophet The best of mankind is my generation. They're those who follow them and those who follow them. So we will never be able to get near to them in virtue. But our ibadah should be ibadah that they did and that they knew about. It is not possible knowing their virtue over us that we will have an ibadah that they didn't know about. It is not possible with knowing their virtue that the virtue that they have over us and how much better they are than us that we will come with something that they didn't know about or that we will beat them to some good. If it was good, they would have beaten us to it. There is nothing from good except they already did it. We are following, we come later. They beat us to everything that was good, every avenue that was good. So if we want to be successful, then we have to come with ibadah that they were upon and that they did and that they knew about. And our salute, our character. Our character has to be in accordance to their character. They are our frame of reference as relates to who has good character and who does not have good character. They are our frame of reference as relates to what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. They are our frame of reference, not the propaganda and what the kuffar are calling us to. Not what they are telling us is the normative behavior and how we should be. But that which the Prophet taught and that which his sahaba were upon. That's how we know who was good. That's how we know what is acceptable. That's how we know what we can tolerate and what is not tolerable, and so on and so forth. It is incumbent that we know we, we understand this, especially in this time in which they calling us to all kinds of filth and all types of corruption. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He commands us to be upon their way. Allah ta'ala, He says, Allah Ta'ala he says what translated means and those who came first and foremost from the Muhajirun from the Ansar, Ado Sahaba, and those who follow them in good, those who follow who in good. These characters, these actresses, these actors, these sports figures, and these no, who follow the Sahaba in good. Allah Ta'ala says, Radiallahu that Allah is pleased with them, and they are pleased with Him. So we want to be from those who Allah is pleased with them, then we have to be from those who follow the way of the Sahaba. And we have to refuse any type of doubt, any type of call, any type of propaganda that calls us to be different and contrary to what they were upon, we have to refuse it. The Sahaba at a time of great peril when they were digging the ditch around Medina because the forces they were coming trying to eliminate the Muslims coming to commit genocide on the Muslims a time that was very perilous, a time that was of tremendous yani, uh, uh, turmoil for the Muslims when they were digging this ditch to show yani, their resolve and their life they were saying Wallahi lawallah mahtadayna wala tasaddaqna wala sallayna فَأَنزِلَنَّ سَكِينَةً عَلَيْنَا فَإِنَّ هَؤُلَاءِ قَدَّهُ عَلَيْنَا وَإِنْ أَرَادُوا فِتْنَةً أَبَيْنَا And when the Prophet ﷺ, the Sahaba, when they were digging this dish, they said, By Allah, if it wasn't not for Allah, we would not have prayed. We would not have given charity. Or it was not for Allah, we would not have been guided. We would not have prayed, nor we have given charity. So send down the sakina upon us. Now things may get hard, we have to turn to Allah Ta'ala in dua, asking Him to make us firm, 
asking him to give us fortitude in the, in, in the face of these trials and tribulations. So send down the sakina, they said. So send down the sakina upon us. Because verily, these ones, they have transgressed the bounds against us. Meaning who? Meaning the kuffar. They have transgressed the grounds against us. They want us to go to back to their way. They want us to disbelieve. They want us to commit shirk. They want us to be too apostate from the deen of Islam. They want us to be upon their lifestyle. And we know this is the house. We know this is the case. You will never be able to appease them. Allah Ta'ala, before we continue with these lines of poetry, Allah Ta'ala says to his Prophet Sallallahu Wasallam, And they will never be pleased with you, O Muhammad, the Jews and the Christians, until you follow their way, until you're upon their deen. They will never be pleased even with you, O Muhammad. And there is no one from amongst us who will have a character greater than Muhammad wasallam. So they will never be pleased with Muhammad wasallam. Why in the world do you think they'll be pleased with you? Why in the world do you think that they will be your best friend and your buddy and tolerate you? They will never tolerate you, never be pleased with you until you are upon their way. Until you believe as they believe, until you do as they do, until your culture, until your mores and your manners are exactly in accordance to what they are upon, then then only then will they be pleased with you. So the Sahaba, when they were saying this, because they understood the ramifications, they understood what was being asked of them, they understood what was being required and requested from them, they understood that which they had to do in order to stop the hostility, to stop the transgression. So they said, that very these polytheists, these kuffar, they have transgressed the bounds against us. And if they want for us fitna, if they want for us to make shirk, if they want for us to go back to polytheism, if they want for us to be from the mushrikeen, then in the light of being annihilated, what did they say? They said, Abayna, we refuse. When the Prophet Sallallahu you heard this statement, they refused. The Prophet Sallallahu he repeated it three times, elongating his voice. Abayna, Abayna, Abayna. We refuse, we refuse, we refuse. So we have to be of those who win these trials and tribulations, win these calamities, win this propaganda comes against us, wanting us to leave our deen, Cut this off, don't pray, don't cover, don't believe properly that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the light, then we have to be of those who stand up in the face of this despite and say unto them, Abayna, Abayna, Abayna. Okay.